0: And welcome to Growing the Game with Ballsy, installment 332. However, you're listening, thanks for making us part of your podcasting ritual. Time to thank some of the great sponsors that have helped along the way. My first major sponsor that I want to point out is the Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation. He, of course, is Regina Football Royalty and continues to give back to the community with support for the Regina Rams, the Regina Minor Football League, and this podcast. Our first quarter sponsor... None other than the Selects football program based out of Moose Jaw at the Yara Center. Today I'm talking with the director of the Selects program here in the first quarter, Zelko Stefanovic, about a big two months coming up for the young football players. Well, I do a podcast called Growing the Game with Ballsy, but we like to grow the game here on the Sports Cage. Uh, Of course, we've got football covered from sideline to sideline. This is a guy that's been growing the game for 11 years now with the Selects football program based out of Jaw. That'd be Zelko Stefanovic. How are you today, Zelko? I'm do. I'm doing great, Michael. Happy New Year, man! The 11th year now for the program, and this month's going to be key. Before you guys go to your uh, regular uh, trip down south, you got some uh, cool things going on in January here. Tell
1: me about it. We do, man. Like, uh, obviously, uh, you know, the program has grown in 11 years. I mean, we started off with you know 36 kids and. Um, I think this year we're probably going to be close to, you know, across three western provinces. I think we're going to have about 800 kids part of the program. Uh, So it gives us an opportunity to be able to do some stuff here at the Yara uh, throughout the winter. So in the middle of the month, we're going to have our 7-on-7 tournament, um, which is super popular in the U.S., and it's becoming increasingly more popular here in Canada. And then at the end of the month, um, from the last weekend of the month, we're hosting our own tournament here for the, the second second year in a row. And it's just our own selects program, select teams from across the, uh, you know, the three Western provinces. And we're going to have about 20 teams at this tournament. It's going to be crazy in at the Yara Center, man.
0: It's awesome. And I'm going to be on the call. We're going to broadcast that thing. So that'll be great. So um, yeah, uh, things have really grown for this program so much. So you guys are going down to Texas again and it's bigger and better than ever in San Antonio. Tell us about it in terms of how many teams and uh, you know, how many athletes you're taking in the age groups.
1: Well, man, so, so, so we're taking, you know, across, ac- across the three provinces, like we have a Manitoba select, and then we have Saskatchewan selects and, and then we have our Alberta Selects program. Um, and the crazy thing is Danny Nesbitt, who was one of our former coaches, uh, is now coaching with the University of Alberta. And he, uh, you know, with some of our help, started a, a Selects program at the University of Alberta. So they're going to be bringing four teams to our tournament as well. And they're taking those teams to San Antonio as well. So it's going to be a ton of fun. I think we're like, we're going to end up with probably 15 teams from from the three Western provinces that are going to be heading to San Antonio. And it's, about, it's going to be about 600 kids. Um, and then, you know, the tournament is bigger and better. It's, there's going to be about 80 teams at the tournament this year. We're going to be playing at UIW, which is University of the Incarnate Word, uh, which I think went to the semifinals against UND, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, not, like, I think... You NDSU, know, there's, there's, yeah, yeah.
0: NDSU, yeah, absolutely, yep.
1: So, so... So we're going to be having some games there at Southside High School. You know, uh, it, the tournament's going to be all over the city of San Antonio. We're expecting probably about 2,500 people to travel down there from Canada. Uh, and then another six or 7,000 people that are going to be there from the, across the U.S. I think there's a team from Alaska. You know, a couple of different uh, clubs from Mexico that are going to be traveling. You know, we have one of our former coaches who coaches now in North Carolina. He's going to be bringing a couple of teams from uh, from his high school, so it's going to be a ton of fun, man. Um, it, and again, bigger than than we ever could have possibly imagined that this thing was going to get to. So, um, you know, it's always it's always it's always good. It's always uh, you know a fun time to go down to San Antonio. And the competition this year, we're expecting to be uh, again. Better than ever. Can uh, people back to the Yard ER Center
0: thing? Can people come watch the seven on seven and the uh, that tournament you got at the end of the month? Is there enough room?
1: Uh, you know what? Like we're allowed. I think we're allowed just under uh, just under a thousand people in there. So uh, yeah, we we encourage everyone because the games are going to be going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, you know, the finals are obviously going to be on Sunday, uh, and of course, you know we. <laughs> Being from here, we're 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 sure hoping that our Saskatchewan teams are going to be in the finals on Sunday. Uh, Like you know, if people can't make it, uh, there's an option now with IKS Media. We've kind of we've partnered with them with Paul, uh, and they're going to be broadcast. We're going to have like four different cameras going, uh, so we're going to be able to live stream the entire event, the entire weekend. So people are going to be able to log in and watch it if they if they can't make it, which is going to be I think a phenomenal option. We've never done that before. They're also going to set up a big-ass screen um, in, in the yard, like a 20-foot video replay screen, so we're going to be able to watch the the replay in, inside the yard, which has never been done before either. So, we're, man, it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be crazy. The vibe in there is going to be unreal.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. With many
1: people at the yard.
0: Looking forward to it. Yours truly is going to be on the call. Thank you for asking me to do it. I always love uh, watching and calling football because I need to polish my skills too. Okay, lastly... Lastly, we've got the uh, big FCS football championship matchup, and a couple of Regina guys that were uh, a part of your Selects football program are in the game for the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits against NDSU. First time those teams have ever met in an FCS championship. They're both from the Missouri Valley Conference. I know those teams well, obviously. And we've got Max Pauluschuk who is a Sheldon Williams Spartan. He is a safety and a special teamer. And we got backup offensive lineman and uh, special teamer Ethan Vibert, former Miller Marauder. But both were a part of your program. So there you go case in point your program helping guys get to the next level even in the united states in big time ncaa football
1: yes sir man like we're so proud of those two boys i tell you like max you know it's been they're both grinders man and that's i was talking to a coach from one of the universities yesterday in the u.s and i said man you know what we have a lot we have grinders here man like we're not we don't have guys that are going to be running 10 to 100 meter dashes but like i tell you they're grinders they're You know, they're solid academically. You know, they're hard workers. And that's what you find here in Saskatchewan, man. And, you know, coaches are going to be coming to our tournament from all over the place, you know, from Canada, from the junior ranks. Um, and, And, of course, from you know, we're just working out some of the compliance stuff with the NCAA to be able to have the coaches come to our tournament here as well. So, you know what? The more eyeballs that we can put on these kids, you know, the better it is for them. And I tell you, Max and Ethan are case in point. Uh, you know, they, they've been, you know, they have made our program so proud. Um, you know, we went, Deb and I went to uh, watch Ethan uh, uh, play this year at Iowa. It was, you know, in front of 80,000 people. I tell you what a dream it was for that kid uh, to uh, to run out onto that field uh, with that many, you know, with that many people. You know, just a local kid from Regina, man, Miller-Mirada. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this goes to show you, man, hard work pays off and and uh and uh the sky's the limit when if you're willing to put the time into it
0: all right that is zelko stefanovic and our growing the game feature got some big things happening at the Yara center in january you want to check out some great amateur football go check it out middle of the month seven on seven end of the month their big uh full on full tackle football tournament that uh, is going to be broadcast on iks media thanks for your time zelko
1: Absolutely, Michael.
0: Thank you so much. Today's show is sponsored by Facebook ads. Look at one, and they'll haunt you across the Internet like a stalking ex-spouse trying to collect child support. Facebook ads. Time now to keep growing the game with Ballsy. Installment 332 rolling right along And we're talking now with Mike Thomas of Football Saskatchewan Who also heads up the highly successful Spring Football League The Regina NFL Youth Football League Happy New Year So here's a question for you When is it too late to say Happy New Year to somebody? Like, you know what I mean? You and I haven't seen each other since last calendar year But I don't think if I wished you in, in March That's too far past so is It was like a week, you think, or what?
2: Yeah, I give it a, a seven to ten day grace, really, mostly, you know, first time you greet somebody in the new year, whether it be after the first up until, you know, a week after. Or so yeah. that's what I think an appropriate time frame to be able to say Happy New Year to someone. But
0: always look somebody in the eye, say hi to them, uh, make sure you uh, acknowledge their presence. So, Mike, uh, you're getting ready for registration once again for the uh, flag football uh, year in the spring.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Going to be a, another spectacular year, you know, as we get ready to start registration on the 9th. Uh, we've gotten quite a few inquiries from parents just kind of wondering about things that are new to the program. Uh, you know, we've sent out information to those that have previously played just to kind of give them a little bit of a nudge and heads up uh, about registration, and we'll do so again just to let everyone know that the time frame is coming once again as uh, you know, it's quite an exciting time as we do have a lot of eyes on the league not just here locally but actually around Canada and internationally as they see the excitement that grows in such a small market like we have to know the numbers that we get is, uh, is quite outstanding. So how many years now? 18? What is it for this league? This, this is actually year uh, 16 for okay. the program and uh, we're, we're super excited you know we've been fortunate to have have the people of Regina and surrounding areas uh, continue to support the program and have been in it for many years and we're just happy and blessed to be able to know that we have such a, a wide range of individuals that are excited to be a part of things and we're looking to deliver even a more exciting brand of football here in 2023. So
0: went from 75 I think or something low like that when you first started and what's that like 2800 now or something crazy?
2: Yeah, twenty eight thirty four was the number last year, and uh, and we still had people on a wait list. So you know it is crazy, like you mentioned, when we did start out with seventy five people uh, in our first year, and uh, you know really got to give a shout out to some some really um, well driven individuals that really saw some stuff that we were doing and wanted to help. Uh, Lisa Horning, I want to shout her. I don't know if she's listening, but want to make sure that that's known as well, uh, as well as Jody Custer, another person, two moms, two ladies who really saw the vision of what we wanted to do and helped us get to to where we are as well as the the thousands of coaches who have dedicated times over the years to uh, give back to the sport here in the city. Of course
0: she's listening. Everybody listens, Mike. Get with it. Come on, man. Come on, man. because they have great guests like Mike Thomas on. Here, here's something. We saw that, and, and let's be honest here. You played tackle football. You've coached tackle football. So you are not against tackle football. I want to make that clear. Obviously, football Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Um, we saw that freak... Accident that happened to Damar Hamlin looks like maybe he's coming back in a positive way according to his uncle and we all pray for him or have good thoughts if you don't believe in prayer. I know well wishes is the way to go so as not to offend anybody. But um, you look at Damar Hamlin in that situation and I put my son in football at nine years old and uh, I, I think they do a great job over at Regina Minor Football. But flag football is a great avenue if you're not ready for your kids to have contact to get them used to the game of football.
2: Absolutely. You know, uh, just to lead things off once again, to echo some of your sentiments there, um, you know, prayers for for Damar or thoughts for anyone that doesn't believe in in, uh, in the prayer route. Um, and that is a, a very, very extremely rare occasion, one in, you know, five million type of situation. Um, you know, but on the flip side, as you just said, and not to take away anything from that incident, is that there are individuals that may not be ready for their child to play tackle football. At this moment, um, you know I do have my son in it, and it is a you know is a, a thing in the house in regards to myself and my wife. But she uh, agreed to allow him to play, and, and he's been able to play and have a lot of fun. And, and like you said, Regina Minor Football does a great job with the program. With that being said, flag football is a great avenue for a lot of kids who we've seen over the years play the game, learn the skill sets that's available through it, and passing, catching, running with the football, defending, flag pulling, which is similar to tackling but then use those transferable skills to then go and play tackle football later on. And some do it in both ends. Uh, You know, a lot of kids that I've coached on my flag team coach, I coach on my tackle team in the fall. So they play flag in the spring, tackle in the fall, but then there's others that play it, you know, flag in the spring and the fall as well. So the great thing about the sport is that they're learning the skill set so that if they do decide to go to play tackle later on, that they have learned some technical aspects of the game that allows them to come in with maybe a step or two up with someone than someone who may not have learned any of the skills throughout the years.
0: Mike Thomas from football, Saskatchewan also the flag football league here taking registrations. We'll get some more of that information in a second. Um, you know that I've always said this, the two areas where we can grow the game of football um, is new Canadians Females. Are we seeing more of those in the flag football ranks?
2: Man, oh man, you done hit the nail on the head, Balzy, because I'll tell you what. Our numbers of females are outstanding. We have a lot of female flag football players that are playing through the years. We've actually developed a program where there is all-girl teams and all-girl divisions with a partnership with Girls in the Game, and that has allowed female players to play with their female peers. And from our side, we really worked hard with not only the Regina Riot, but also with the U of R flag football team that is a female flag football mm-hmm. team uh, to have female coaches out there teaching these females the game as well as previous players coming back and being officials. So, you know, we're really, really turning towards that realm of trying to embrace that underdeveloped population in terms of females playing the sport. And it's been great because it's translated into our adult program, which is absolutely awesome with John AFFL, where they've got, you know, 24 female teams playing on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then we've got our youth program where we had... 40 all-girl teams this past year. And to lead into the next segment, which is our new Canadians, that's been a, a really big goal of ours to help those new Canadians that have come to Saskatchewan some, obviously, as you know, that would have came over from Ukraine. Um, ones that are from within the Regina Open Door Society. But then also just people within a neighborhood. Um, I'm up in Lake Ridge, not too far from yourself. And, you know, we are practicing in the park and we see some new Canadians walk around. We invite them, you know, some of the children out to come and play. Let them be a part of the drills. Let them be a part of things and give the parents information if they want to have their kid play, that they can. And, and you know, it's just something that allows those individuals that are new to the country, new to our province, to be able to understand what it is that people are so excited about with that green and white team, with the riders, and and what it is that, you know, is a part of the Canadiana, I guess, if you could say, within our own province. So for us, super excited. We've been super, um, you know, uh, we've worked really hard in regards to trying to ensure that we can be inclusive for not only our new Canadians that are here in our province but then also the female players that are looking to play the game potentially maybe not with some of the classmates or with boys but with some of their peers and other females uh, and you know it's been super exciting for sure.
0: So uh, what is new in flag football this year? You talked to you use the word new is there any changes or anything big coming?
2: Um, well, you know what, I can't let the cat out the bag, but you know we've got <laughs> we, we've been working quite extensively with the NFL Canada group and also with the NFL Flag US group in regards to some uh, new programs and some new um, initiatives, I guess we could say that we're going to be looking to bring down to our province here. But then specifically here in Regina, uh, potentially some key appearances. Uh, so it's uh, looking to have an exciting spring for sure, uh, and would be. Uh, super happy to be able to share it with all of those that are part of our league but then also anyone that is a uh, just an onlooker spectator or supporter of our program
0: and uh, so uh, in terms of our league where does it rank north american wide in terms of popularity
2: well now we've we've now taken another leap uh, with the jump this past year combining our spring and fall programs um, we have now vaulted to the number two program uh, in north America wow. so um, you know, it is unbelievable what, that we're competing with some of the states like the Californias, the Arizonas, the Floridas, those warmer states that are able to play a lot longer. Uh, and it's been amazing. Uh, the group at NFL Flag US has been super impressed with what we do. If you look on their socials, you'll see a lot of our content that's on there just due to the work that our team does and as well as with NFL Canada we've worked in partnership with them and have helped blossom a lot of new programs whether it's been in Edmonton or just outside of Calgary in Airdrie or whether it's been in some new programs in BC uh, we've had folks reach out to us from California and so it's been really really neat to see that you know a city like ours is a, such a big player on stage and that there are others that are reaching out to us to know how do we do things with such a small population how do you reach groups how do you engage so you know it's more than a one man team or one person team or one woman team we work collaboratively with a whole group of people to make sure that the brand that we have works well and we can't do that without the support of SGI Canada who is our presenting sponsor and all of our other sponsorship groups that are all local that all give back to help us be able to provide this great sport to the kids in the city of Regina and surrounding areas.
3: When it comes to diamonds and engagement rings, 74% of Gen Z say a diamond isn't necessary. At Empty Promise Jewelers, we'll help you, kind of sort of commit to the person who might be the person of your dreams with the new gen z collection of copper aluminum and stainless steel jewelry nothing says maybe this is forever like a ring that turns your skin green give her a ring from the gen z collection at empty promise jewelers for when you just want to keep her on hold
0: It is halftime of this particular installment of Growing the Game with Ballsy and it's time to recognize another title sponsor, Aubrey Stedman and his great gang over there at the Regina Sports Performance Center, a new center of excellence for the training and rehabilitation of Saskatchewan's elite athletes. They've got an indoor football field that can be converted to soccer and lacrosse field. They've got three-on-three courts for basketball and those can be changed to pickleball and badminton courts and They've also got one of the uh, great physiotherapists on site in Scott Anderson, plus a weight room and cardio area. Go check out the Regina Sports Performance Center at 1464 Broadway Avenue in the heart of Regina. Time now for the third quarter, and before that, we recognize our sponsor, Paul Waldo. Speaking of elite athletes, three-time Grey Cup champ. If you want to get in the real estate game with Paul over at Royal LePage, give him a call, 306 502 53 Five, five CFL free agency is just over a month away and I caught up with player agent Rob Fry we're not that far away from CFL free agency my friend the the guy we're watching around here obviously Bo Levi Mitchell but there are a lot of good free agents out there and this guy represents some of the big name players in the league he would be our friend Rob Fry agent thanks for joining us happy new year congratulations on the newest addition to your family Carter how's Carter doing
4: hey ballsy thanks for having me on happy new year yeah he's doing really well thanks for asking i mean seems like there's a lot of uh flu and colds coming through every household these days we're we're no different we're we're battling a few of those in our house but we're we're getting through it man
0: how about uh how about mom christina your lovely wife how's she doing
4: uh she's doing well she's she's thriving as a mom and yeah, we're having a lot of fun with uh, having two now under the roof. It's a good time.
0: No kidding. So uh, now are, are we busy as an agent, getting ready? We're only a month or so away from free agency starting.
4: Yeah, it's sort of just the calm before the storm at this point. Um, not as much looking around elsewhere around the league, more so at this point in time. Still just sort of focused on potential you know, extensions for guys with their current club and sort of seeing where that will go and allowing teams a little bit of time coming off the Christmas break to just sort of assess their situations and finalize their coaching staffs and get all the information gathered. And and I think things will really gear up and, as we get a little further into the month.
0: What's your biggest job other than getting the name on a dotted line? What is your biggest job as an agent here in this time, in this month or so?
4: Yeah, I think, uh, I think just being organized and, uh, really establishing just expectations with guys and learning even maybe more things that I don't know about them and their family and their desires just to really have a good comprehensive understanding of what would what will ultimately be their best interest as we go into it so really just preparation and Establishing trust and expectations at this point.
0: And do you do you do you sit down and give them like you know as as I like to say back the camera up and give them a a wide angle view of what's going on here. Like for instance, a team offers them X amount of dollars, but you look at that market. It's like well, okay, it's good, but your money doesn't go as far there. Uh, as it would say in Regina, I know in talking to people, Tyson yeah. Tyson Philpott's money certainly didn't go as far as Jalen Philpott's money. His brother one <laughs> plays in Calgary, Tyson plays in Montreal. You know what I'm saying? That's right.
4: Yeah, yeah. Very. They had very similar contracts. Just a few picks off in the draft. Yeah, I. You know, everything on the table is is looked at. And my goal when we go through this process is just provide as much information as possible and then go through it many times. So it registers and just, I, I always say an educated client is the best client. Ultimately, you know, when it comes to free agency and making decisions, my, my guys make the decision. I don't make it for them, but yeah. I really try to, try to provide as much clarity as I can so that they feel comfortable.
0: If, I, if, it. if I'm right, I think you're representing a uh, Malade with the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah. 37 tackles, mm-hmm. six sacks, one pick, one forced fumble. Uh, you know, just talk about his game. Obviously, you'll have glowing uh, things to say because you are his agent. But, uh, yeah, he definitely for, had a coming out sure. party.
4: Yeah, he did. You know, he credit to Calgary for sticking with him and, and being loyal to him through – um, you know the first couple of years of his career, that sort of were off to a slow start just due to injuries. Um, but obviously, they they knew what they were doing. They knew what they had in him. Aside from being a really good dude and, and just a really good leader in, on the team, he's yeah he's shown what he can do rushing the passer, but also beyond that, dropping back into coverage. He, he's he's really a Swiss Army knife. But tough guy to block. We saw it in the Western final there he was a tough guy to block off the edge i guess that was the uh, yeah that was the western final yeah so it's bc there yeah they can play after play yeah he's he's a dynamic player and um no,
0: he's definitely due for for a, a
4: really good contract coming up here
0: okay so uh, what what's you know where does huff rank although dickinson i guess dave would be the gm now but where does huff rank as a guy that you uh you know when you sit down and talk contract with where does he rank in terms of toughness to get something done with
4: I wouldn't say uh, I'd say somewhere in the middle. Uh, what I like about Huff and what I've always loved about doing business with him is he's he's direct. There's there's no fluff, and I, I don't like fluff myself. I like to get down to the point and um, understand what his side is. And he's you know really good about listening and understanding the agent and the player side too. He's he's a fair man. Um, I would say over the years he's he's not one to overpay if you would um, you know relevant to the market, but he takes care of his guys and, and I like that. And one thing he also never does is at least in my experience I haven't seen it, is he doesn't cut players before big bonuses are due. So when when Huff commits mm-hmm. to a contract in a in a league where, you know, we all understand nothing's guaranteed in multi year contracts until now we, we have this ability to put a portion of guarantee into contracts. But up until this point there hasn't been that um, as an option, and he, he's always been, been loyal to his guys, and when a deal's done, he he stays true to it. So I, I appreciate that about Huff, and uh, I will miss doing business with him. He's yeah. just kind of stepping back a little bit and handing it over to yeah. Dave and other guys within the office, but uh, they'll, they'll do a good job as well.
0: So that's an interesting – man, I could talk to you for an hour here. That's an interesting angle. So you go into a locker or into a negotiation with Wally Buono, okay, Or Dave Dickinson, (laughs) where they're now the coach and the GM. Or Chris Jones. He's negotiating, and he's also coaching the team, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. how how do you do that? Like, what I'm getting at is this. So the GM is going to try to negotiate better for the team, so he might not have the best things to say about your client, but then he's coaching your client. So how do you keep things on the rails, so to speak?
4: Yeah, well... I think that's a big reason why agents exist, right? Is is it is hard for a, a coach slash GM to to negotiate directly with a player because just as you made mention of, like there's going to be things that they're going to speak about that are um, on their side of not paying the amount that the player wants. So I, I think I'm sort of grateful to be in a position where I can sort of soften some of those things and, and maybe put some, love behind them um Mm -hmm. sort of take out some of the, the hard feelings and the emotions of it and just make it a little bit more like comfortable and business oriented um i don't hide things that teams will say about the player i don't i just pride myself on being as honest as possible and when guys trust their agent and you've built a good relationship you can just truly be honest every step of the way um but, it, it, yeah, there has to be trust built to, to have tough conversations and share everything.
0: <laughs> this is CFL agent Rob Fry. Okay, a couple more quick questions for you. Another guy, Curly Gittens Jr., you know, the Canadian birth certificate. But the best thing about him is throw the birth certificate out, even though I'm a, a pro-Canadian guy. That guy was the yeah. best receiver on his team.
4: He was a machine. He had he had a great year. Um you know he's worked his butt off he's he's made just immense strides since coming in as a rookie his his route running is is special you know he doesn't do one thing crazy good on a um you know he he's not the fastest player in the league he's not the longest player in the league he just does everything so exceptionally well across the board um he just actually worked out for the New England Patriots a couple of days ago and had a really good workout with them and and really impressed them so we'll be kind of keeping in touch with their club as they go through their little playoff run here to explore the potential of a futures contract with them even before we get into cfl stuff with him that's pretty exciting
0: that's awesome okay we're uh, short on time so i gotta squeeze uh, some in here because you're a, a great guest and uh knowledgeable in this uh this uh aspect of the game as we're coming up on free agency how does the how does the neg list work like for instance mason nias from Regina U of s husky mm-hmm. quarterback has been signed but i don't think the riders uh, have contacted him yet how does that work how long can a player stay on there yeah well, the key, the key
4: is that the nag list is just holding a player's rights. They, a player can stay on a team's nag list forever. Um, and that's in his case. That's what the writers did. They saw something in him and said, let's, let's just claim his rights. Um, I think that the nag list stays private because um, teams they maybe don't want the player or his representative to know that he's, they have his rights. Um, they might not be ready to sign the player. They might just want to secure his rights, just buy themselves some time to really dive into their roster, and make sure it's something they want to do. Um, But when a player's on a nagless, they could start a 10-day window. They would basically email the team, say, I'm starting the 10-day clock, and that gives the team 10 days to offer a contract. And if they don't, then at the expiration of that 10 days, another team could could go ahead and, and nag them. So hmm. you can't start a clock, but sometimes it's not the best thing to do, depending on the situation of the player. Like, you may not want to ruffle feathers with the team that's shown some interest. So it's, it can be a little tricky dance, depending on the situation. But that's kind of how it works.
0: Awesome. I have another question for you. As, as it relates to, say a guy was on this team and then he goes, he's looking in free agency to go to this team. You talked about guaranteed contracts. If a guy is going from team A to team B and he joins team B, I'm under the understanding that he can't get guaranteed money in that first year. Am I right when I say that? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, it's really um, a feather in the cap for the existing team to secure, you know, some longevity with their roster. So something that maybe hasn't been discussed with the Bo Levi uh, situation, or maybe it has. I, I, yeah. I just missed it. But smart move on the Ty Cats' part to trade for his rights. Then now they have that, um, you know, feather in their cap that I made mention of. That they're the only team that can offer him guaranteed money, T- to my knowledge. I, yeah. I'd have to look further into it if they're going to count Hamilton as his existing team for that. But I think they should.
0: Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an that's an interesting angle for sure. And lastly, yeah. uh, we've seen Nathan Rourke going to all these workouts, six or seven. You you mentioned your client Curly yeah. Gittins Jr., our own uh, Kian Schaefer Baker with the Riders. I think he's been at seven camps. He's had a lot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so so help us read the tea leaves. Should we expect if a guy gets that many workouts that he, somebody's going to sign him?
4: Uh, most often, yes. Yeah. I would think so. If, if a guy's had that many workouts, the odds of him getting an offer are, are really high. Now, what, what that offer will look like, will it include guaranteed money? I don't know. Um, now I've had a player work out for over eight teams at one time and, and had one only one team offer guaranteed money, uh, thankfully. But sometimes, you know, it, if you don't get the guaranteed money, it makes it a little trickier to decide what to do. If you don't have guarantee and you go down to the NFL, you could find yourself – you know, losing out on quite a bit of CFL money just to go try out. Mm. So that's that's always a tough call for the player. Most guys will take a shot on themselves and bet on themselves and go down there, but sort of adds an
0: element to it. Love to call on you again, Rob. I really appreciate your time. You're a good man and uh, good for the league. Thanks for your time, Rob. Be back, man. Thanks again.
5: And now resolutions made easy. Your old New Year's resolution was going to the gym. Your new New Year's resolution is saying hi to your coworker, Jim. Old resolution, do less drinking. New resolution, do less. Also, drinking. Old resolution, quit all of your bad habits. New resolution, remember that nobody likes a quitter. Ta-da! Now go eat your fast food, gain weight, sit on the couch, play video games, and enjoy your pathetic existence in 2023.
0: Third title sponsor comes to us from Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and Prince Albert. Your SGI accredited auto body repair shop. They're a family owned and a certified collision care OEM approved auto body shop. Providing comprehensive service as part of a worldwide network of best in class. Collision Repair Shops. Their customer service team can manage the entire process on your behalf to ensure everything you need is taken care of. Their high-performing, technically advanced team of Autobody body experts knows how to deliver exceptional workmanship and service in the shortest time possible. Call Advantage Collision because they care about your safety. Our fourth quarter is sponsored by our good friends over there at Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon. Saskatoon's only certified roofing business specializing in GAF, CertainTeed, and Malarkey Roofing. Give Kevin Welsh a call. 306-262-7663. That's 262 roof. Our fourth quarter guest is Curly Gittens Jr. Won a great cup with the Toronto Argonauts here in Regina on November the 20th and the Canadian receiver is a pending free agent who's about to cash in on a great 2022 season. Uh, We say welcome to Curly Gittens Jr. of the Toronto Argonauts. Hi Curly, how are you? I'm good, how's it going? Thank you for having me. yeah, thanks for being on. Last time you were here in Regina was a, was a was a nice evening for you guys knocking off the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Are you still pinching yourself that you're a Grey Cup champion?
6: Um I feel like it's been what maybe a month and a half. I feel like it's it, it's all soaked in already. So now I, you know, I actually, uh know what we did and what actually uh, happened. Um you know, it's a good feeling now. Um you know, I'm proud of the guys in the locker room for what uh you know, for we set our goal to and you know and going to it uh, and achieving it, so it's pretty, pretty uh, cool moment that I can uh, look back
0: at. What was the turning point of that year for you guys? I thought it was the Atlantic Canada game, the the Atlantic Bowl in Atlantic Canada, uh, when you guys uh, uh, beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders that interception by Winton McManus really turned the tide. And I thought your season went one way, and unfortunately here in Saskatchewan, the Rider season went another way. But what did you see as the turning point?
6: <laughs> I can't really pinpoint a turning uh, point of our season. But what I can say is um, I feel like with the uh, players and the leaders we have in the locker room, each and every week, you know, we challenge each other. We challenge each, uh, each other to get better, and that's exactly what we did. You know, we were never complacent. We were never satisfied with our, perfor- with our uh, performance the week before. And I feel like uh, having that mentality and having those leaders in the locker room, like uh, our quarterback, uh, uh, Mac Bethel- uh, Thompson, you know, he was uh, he was a great leader for us. You know, Enoch Mwamba, and just having that mindset of not being satisfied, and you know, always, always challenging each other, even after a win. I feel like that goes a long way, and that was uh, a main, main um, focus for us, and a main, and a main uh, thing that we did each and every week.
0: Hey, going back to that Grey Cup game, I mean, it, it's wild that you guys won. You had more penalties, uh, you know. There, there are lots of things that went against you guys, but you found a way to win that Grey Cup. Could you watch that last kick that was blocked eventually by Robbie Smith, or, or did you have to turn away when the Bombers lined up for that long field goal?
6: I was on my knees, I think, and uh, I honestly watched the play. And you know, if we, if we were, if we weren't supposed to win the game, then you know, he would have blocked it. But I think we were meant to win the game, so you know what I, you know, believe. You know, I had faith that we're going to win the game, so I, just, you know, kept my eyes open. You know, I was looking to see what were the results were going to be, and you know, the, the results were in our favor. And I think we're blessed. You, uh, that it was.
0: Did you get a chance to take in much of the festivities, or was it just a business trip for you here, Grey Cup 109?
6: Um, it was. It was honestly we, we treated it like a business trip, and um, it was you know quite cold. So I don't think uh, <laughs> any of us really got out there to, uh, you know, kind of experience the uh, the time of Regina and what the Grey Cup has to offer for the week. But, you know, apparently it was, it was a good thing because we ended up winning. So none of us to really complain and that we didn't really get to do much.
0: Had your agent, Rob Fryon, we were talking about you and it was a breakout year for Curly Gittens Jr., um, he said his words, not mine. He he maybe doesn't do anything, one thing spectacularly, uh, spectacularly, but he does everything well. Do you agree with that? And what do you think is the best thing about your game?
6: Um, yeah, I, I agree with him. You know, I pride myself on being an all-around football player, so doing every uh, everything, so catching, running around, blocking, um, you know, my attention to details, you know, being a student of the game. I just pride myself on being an overall uh, well-rounded player. Even on special teams, you know, I can go run down the field, make a tackle, or I can return the run game. So for me, like I said, I just pride myself being an overall well um, football player, and he's right about that. Um, and what was your second question?
0: Well, just, just in, in, in terms of what your best attribute was, but you absolutely uh, answered that one there. So, do you look at yourself as a role model for other Canadian kids that uh, want to play professional football? Uh, you know, partway through the year we were talking about it, like, I'm a big advocate of uh, the, C, the C and the CFL, the Canadians, the ratio, I've been a big supporter of that all my time broadcasting this uh, game for over two decades, but... Uh, partway through the year, you know, and talking with guys like Glenn Suter, he said the best thing about Curly Gittens is we're not mentioning he's Canadian or American. He's just a good football player. But is it important for you to be a role model for that young Curly Gittens that wants to to be the next year coming up?
6: Um, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, just being able to play football at at, at a high level and uh, being that kid, you know, who always wanted to look up to somebody, you know, who was doing it. That came from uh, like the e-sports, um, you know what I mean? CIS, um, definitely. I want to be one of those. I want to be a role model to those young receivers or just young football players, who are in the u sports right now playing and you know, and thinking to stuff. Do I? Am I actually going to get an opportunity? You know, is it fair? Whatever. You know, I, I can you know show them. I can attest to, You know, as long as you get an opportunity, you do something with it. You know, you'll you'll be just fine. So um, yeah, I want to. I really pride myself on you know on uh, my performance each and every week and you know staying consistent so that i can be that role model you know every year you know
0: it's a great canadian receiver with the toronto argonauts Curly Gittens junior joining us for a few more minutes so you mentioned looking up to who did you look up to when you were the young guy coming up
6: young guy um so for me i don't know much about like the canadian ratio you know too much but um you know it's just the Those uh the big name receivers you know like SJ Green you know those type of receivers are Chad Owens you know so I'd always look up to those guys just the way they played uh played uh, football in the CFL and obviously knowing I was Canadian you know I didn't think it was gonna be uh, as difficult you know to to make to make a name for 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 myself out there but I just looking up to those guys you know just really just um, you know showed that you know if you play at a high level consistently you'll you'll just fine. But I was mostly an NFL guy, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Okay, but that's a good point, because I've talked about this. NFL is the big thing, and we'll get into that in a second, because you just had a workout with the New England Patriots. But how do we make it so that kids... Because when I talk to a lot of kids, that's what I'm concerned about with the CFL. They're not talking about, and no disrespect, but they're not right away talking about Curly Gittens Jr. or Tavares Daniels or Keen Schaefer Baker. They're talking about... Uh, you know, uh, Chase, the guy Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, or name an NFL receiver. They're talking about the CD Lamb. They're not talking about the Canadian guys. How do we make it more popular for the young guys here in and girls in Canada to get turned on to the CFL?
6: I'm um, just. I feel like it's just the way you promote it. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like they're like that much talented than us, or even more talented. You know what I mean? We're all great football players, and I feel like if we do. You know, a better job of promoting the players we got in the CFL because we really, we truly do got some great talents over here and we can all, you know, make spectacular plays or we're just like consistent as Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? I
5: feel mm-hmm. like if you
6: do a better job promoting it, then I feel like um, kids growing up would be like, okay, you know, Keen, shape, Baker. bigger. He, you know, he's as good as C.D. Lamb in the NFL. Um, and you know what I mean? So Yeah, no,
0: absolutely, how yeah. How yeah.
6: we uh, promote the guys that we have because we do have some exceptional talent in the CFL.
0: And that's why we have a guy like Curly Gittins Jr. from the Argonauts on a Regina radio station. So let so let's talk about this quickly. You had a workout with the New England Patriots. Uh, tell us about that workout. How does it go?
6: Um, it it went well. Um, you know, right after it was it's been a, it was a long season for me, so it was a quick turnaround from when we run the uh, Grey Cup. So I kind of have to get my body back into uh, not shape in a sense, but like I lost a few pounds. You know, it's a you know it's a six-month season, so I kind of had to get my body body from all the injuries or, like, you know, nicks I had, you know, sprains or whatever, you know, I had to get it back up to speed. Um, so I started training right after we won the Grey Cup. And uh, the process of the workout, you know, they made me run a 40. We went through some my bag drills, some receiver drills, and some interviews and some medicals, you know, just a typical workout. They want to know how your body was moving or how your body is. Um, if you have mm-hmm. any pre- previous injuries, how you interviewed um, – all that fun stuff so it was you know it was a, it was a really good experience and um, i'm just thankful i had a chance to uh to do it
0: you'll find out eventually soon here uh if uh, if you get offered something from new england but you are a free agent in the cfl what are you looking for what's the primary thing when a guy's a free agent what what's important to you currently getting to junior? Um,
6: i can't really you know speak on the primary thing uh you look for in a free agency because this, this is this will be my first free agent see and honestly what i'm looking for is uh you know, a great team, you know, great uh, teammates in the locker room, you know, like a good uh, head coach, and, uh, you know, just a team that's, uh, you know, willing to win. And, you know, we have great leaders in the locker room. And I'm a winner, so I want to be with winners, so. <laughs> that's
0: a winner. Well, uh, I think teams would like to add a great young. Uh, uh, all-around good receiver uh, that's a canadian that can be a ratio breaker and just won a great cup hey curly thanks for your time man really appreciate it best of luck in your nfl endeavors and uh hey hopefully i'm selfish hopefully we see you around a cfl field and i'd even be more selfish hopefully i see you in rider colors i wouldn't mind the riders taking a look at curly gittins jr
6: <laughs> you guys got key in, so you guys will be just fine
0: Well, who knows? That guy's got workouts two, seven, or eight of them in the NFL. Thanks for your time, Curly. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you.
5: Want your lawn to look great come springtime? Then call the expert in fertilization, Nick Cannon. Nick can treat your lawn and any woman within a 50-mile radius.
7: Wow, I thought I was just gaining weight from the holidays. Thanks, Nick
5: Cannon. What's the secret? It's simple. Anything Nick Cannon's special formulated seed touches starts growing immediately, your lawn or your wife.
7: My husband and I had decided not to have kids, but then I met Nick Cannon. Well, meet the triplets.
5: Nick Cannon's fertilization service, lawn and spawn. And it's
0: time now for the extra point, and it's
5: time to give congratulations
0: to Rajata's Ethan Vibert and Max Paulischuk. They both recently won the FCS NCAA Football Championship as their SDSU Jackrabbits beat the defending national champion North Dakota State University Bisons in Frisco, Texas. My buddy Sean Kleisker caught up with Max before the big game in an interview we aired on Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show, The Sports Cage. Heard at its new time, 3 until 6 p.m. Monday to Friday on 620 CKRM in Regina.
3: Max, thanks for carving out a few minutes of your time. I'm assuming it's a busy week for yourself. Oh
0: yeah, it's uh, it's
7: pretty busy, but thank you for having me.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Brookings, South Dakota. uh, One of the biggest names in WWE history was born in Brookings. A little bit of trivia. Oh really? Yeah, the best interviewer in the history of pro wrestling, Mean Gene Okerlund was born in Brookings, South Dakota. He passed away a few years ago, but uh, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame a few years ago. So there's some knowledge for you. It won't help you win the national championship this weekend but you can uh, stump your teammates on some trivia with that one you're from regina you played some uh, high school football like you just mentioned with sheldon williams and you went down to florida and won a state championship with clearwater academy international high school just take us through your uh, story how you went from regina down to florida
7: well, I had uh, a, a lot of interesting experiences, but uh, I had been led to, uh, and com- mainly communicated over Twitter with uh, Coach Jesse, who was the head coach at Clearwater Academy, uh, about the possibility of moving down there. And I think through uh, even through my freshman year, I, the plan to play down south was always the, the main goal, and so... I thought that taking my talents to a a prep school down south would give me the best opportunity to play at the next level in Division 1 football, and uh, it did lead me to my home here with the Jackrabbits.
3: Yeah, so what was that experience like playing high school football down in Florida? Was there a lot of big crowds that you played in front of?
7: There was a few away games where we played, but our home game, I mean our school was 300 students Hmm. from kindergarten to grade 12. It was basically our senior class was the football team, but uh, we played in front of in front of some away crowds with a couple thousand people and so that's that's pretty special, and it kind of, in a way, it prepared me for playing in front of twenty thousand here in college.
3: Yeah, South Dakota State in Brookings, South Dakota. Uh, I mean, I think Brookings has about twenty-five thousand people that live in it. In the regular season this past year here, uh, the Jackrabbits they averaged around like eighteen thousand fans per game. So it's like a true college town where over seventy percent of the population, man, is attending the football game. What's
7: that like? Yeah, the the the. The whole city, like the whole town, bleeds blue and gold. Mm. It's uh, it's special. Everybody's a jackrabbit at heart, and everybody loves the team. You everywhere you go, if it's breakfast, and like everybody's got their jackrabbit gear on. It's a proud town for sure.
3: It kind of sounds like Friday Night Lights with uh, Mike Winchell and Booby Miles <laughs> down there in yeah. Odessa, Texas. So you guys defeated Delaware, Holy Cross, and Montana State on the way to reaching Sunday's final. And uh, you guys defeated the Bison in the regular season this year, 23-21. to 21. That game was at uh, the Fargo Dome in Fargo, North uh, Dakota there. So what's this week been like knowing that you guys are going down to Texas to play a national
7: championship? Well, I mean, the, the main goal is just to keep all our routines the same and to, it 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 isn't just any other game, but to go in with the confidence that we can win. Like the last game was close, and the Bison are a tough opponent. It's a rivalry game. It'll always be a, a good one, but. I think we've we've prepared really well, and we believe that the game's won with our preparation, and I think we've won so far.
3: Your team, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, your only loss of the season came in week one, way back in week one, and it was against the Big Ten's Iowa Hawkeyes. I think 7-3 was the final, and then since then, 13 straight wins for you guys. So a uh, very impressive streak you've been on. Michael Ball was saying this once, that Ethan Ball, his son, he plays for North Dakota Fighting Hawks. And he played in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he had this one moment where he was kind of just sitting back there in the secondary. The sun was kind of glistening off his visor, and he thought to himself – man, I can't believe I'm playing in Nebraska right now. Is there any situation or a moment like that for you in this past season that kind of comes to mind where you think to yourself, man, I am playing Division One football.
7: Yeah, running running up the tunnel never gets old. I'll tell you that right now. It, it's just where you're ready to go and then through the smoke and you see 20,000 people all on their feet from the, the tunnel, it's pretty awesome to see a whole group of people all cheering for you and what you're doing and taking time out their day to see you play.